0: episode of Blue Collar Faith. We hope you enjoy. Oh, I want to tell you, there are times that I feel Christ so very close that I feel like standing up and dancing a jig. There are times that I feel like shouting hallelujah. And then there are other times when christ I can't even touch Christ, I don't even feel him at all. And my mother is here tonight, and I remember when I was in school, I wrote to her one day, many years ago, she's forgotten. And I said, Mother, you know, for the last few weeks, I haven't been able to get anywhere in my prayers, and I don't feel Christ. And she said, Son, you have accepted Christ as your Savior, and whether you have feeling or not, the moments that you don't feel anything are the moments when he may be the closest. Because that's the moment that you must walk by sheer faith, and God may be testing you. How wonderful to have a faith to believe, a faith that could change the world, and certainly a faith that could change your world and your life. How are y'all this
1: evening? Wonderful. Wesley, had some tr- trouble getting over here?
0: Yeah. The
2: devil's trying to get at the me. The devil's
1: trying to get at you?
2: Yeah. The devil's been at me a bunch. I don't know why. He does that from time to time. How dare you speak the name of Jesus
1: out loud. How's those corn corn prices treating you? They're terrible. They're terrible. You Wait. want me to you want me to read them to to you?
2: No. No, I don't. <laughs> go, no, that's be, terrible. It'll be fun. Why would you do that?
1: <laughs> it'll be fun. I mean, you know, it's laugh
2: or cry at this like, point. I just didn't laugh as I hate grass. Uh, and, you
1: know. i don't know that's this this is this makes it even better, but it's not really that good. This is November twenty three, it was four sixty six
2: a bushel. Yeah, it's gone down since
1: then. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's that's not it. Look, Hold on. look,
2: look at look at January of oh this is this
1: is now as of this afternoon it was four forty three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, thanks. Thanks for reminding. That's me not good again. Hey man, if you'd have sold it back here in right around uh, October November, you'd have got five dollars. No, I wouldn't. Matter. Yeah, was. Would. Five oh five. Wouldn't have got
2: it on ten nineteen. Wouldn't have got it. Wouldn't have got it. Wouldn't have got it. Most of the granaries were eighty cents to a and dollar under, and then you had trucking on top of that. It would have been down in the threes. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm still ahead, but just just much ahead. Man, why are you trying to kick a man when he's down? I'm saying,
1: golly. like, if you mean, could hold I on,
2: even, I don't even want to talk to
1: you. If you could hold on to it till July, though, last July it was like six dollars or seventy two cents a bushel. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay. Let's not talk about corn no more. It makes him sad. It does. I don't know. We're going to talk about idolatry <clears throat> today. What are the idols in your life, Wesley Jackson? Oh,
3: anything that I have that I put above God. I mean, there there's
2: there's been several. What are you talking about, man? We don't we don't bow down and worship Asherah poles, and we don't sacrifice our children, so to speak, to bail. No, but you do
1: sacrifice your children's biblical life over you out chasing your idols. Your smart thought made me lose my dumb thought. Did it? Like, I had a thought, and then you said that, and then it just...
2: It'll come back to you. It'll come back. Well, idols are all through Scripture. I mean, from the beginning to end. I mean, our God is a jealous God. He he, He wants your full and total attention because he deserves it. He is holy and he is a righteous God. And I used to think, well, if I'm not bowing down to these Asher poles, and I'm not doing this, and I'm doing doing that, I'm I'm not worshiping idols. But oh, contrary, there are so many distractions and so many idols that Satan dangles in front of your nose through our. I mean, even just through our culture, yeah. That uh, it, I mean, it's 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 everywhere. I found these
1: questions you could ask yourself, it's like, not the first question is where do I spend my time. Where do I spend my money? Where do I get my joy and what's always on my mind? Follow. You can pretty much find an idol in your life off of those four questions right there.
2: Fairly easy. You follow your bank accounts, you'll follow you, you'll find your idol. Yeah, that's right. Matthew chapter six. These are Jesus'
3: words. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
1: I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That that last verse right there gets you. I mean, that's for where your treasure is, there your heart. It just makes you you really question yourself. Oh, yeah.
3: For for years, I I mean, I chased everything, money, uh, popularity, I mean, it, everything besides God.
1: Yeah. You when I got it. sick, I was, I mean, I had everything I thought I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Except Jesus. Uh, I remember I, used to, I had a certain amount in my bank account I wanted. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I felt comfortable with that. You know, yeah. it was like, if I ever get this, I'm good.
3: Yeah.
1: And I had it. And then God was like, you know what? We're going to go a different direction. Yeah. Shake things up. Let me. You you're not you're not taking the little hints that I give you to tell you that you need to straighten up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna
2: give you a, I'm gonna give you a trial. now he, he praise will, God for trials.
0: That's
1: right.
2: He will he will humble you for sure. Yeah, I was very humble. Well, he's trying to get your attention because he realizes how short and how fleeting that this life is. And, and the verse that you just read don't store up things on this earth. I mean, why would you spend your only chance at eternity? storing up things that are useless and will be burned up in the fire that's right but i mean the the world we live in today people just don't realize how useless those things are they, talking, t- you were talking about popular you were talking about popularity I mean culture our culture is an idol oh yeah I mean
3: it, it's you try to fit in with people I mean it it and you strive so hard to people you're around to try to fit in with those people. I mean, it's it's not... So when did
2: idols come into play? I mean, we see see one instance here in Exodus 31 where uh, the golden calf has been made, um, or excuse me, it's Exodus chapter 32. And we see how Moses has led the Israelites out of captivity and out of Egypt. And the Israelites have seen their lives totally and completely changed but yet when Moses departs for a little while and he's up on the mountain for an extended period of time and this is not even his first time going up on the mountain to talk to God but he's been out of pocket for a while and these people get antsy and they go and they make a golden calf right so we see them turning back to adultery we see them turning back to what they knew in Egypt and the comfort you know that they thought that that would bring them and we can see like immediately after this is made how they had a celebration and, and indulged in all kind of debauchery and all of these things and how they were, you know, separating themselves from God by finding comfort in something else. I mean, what something, was that in? That's in Exodus 32. But it, it goes along with, you know, they were, What? one of y'all read a verse just a little while ago that was talking about um, idols, how you can't see them, or they can't see, and they don't have feet, and all of these things, and how they were made with human hands, and I mean, even even you know, a few chapters back in like chapter nineteen, uh, Moses comes to the people with a message from God, and the people say, you know, we will do whatever God says, and all the people. It says in verse eight, chapter nineteen, verse eight. It says all the people answered together and said. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. So the people made a promise that they wouldn't do this thing in a few chapters over after they've received the Ten Commandments, after they've exited Egypt, after they've been released from their uh, slavery. How easy it is to fall back in this sin of a, of adultery.
3: Well, I mean, at any, any little trial, they go back to what they're comfortable with.
2: Well,
3: that sounds like people today. Oh, yeah, if you put in it if you put somebody in a tight spot, they're going to revert back to where they're they're comfortable.
1: That's right, I mean, you it, see that a lot in the modern church too. It's like you know they go somewhere or they start going somewhere, and you know it's real easy for them to find an excuse not to oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah, you see what I'm yes. saying like that I mean, you know they could see somebody they don't particularly like or they used to not like, like I ain't going back there, oh yeah. You know, oh, that place is just full of hypocrites. And so is Walmart. Yeah, yeah, you can't go to Walmart. Anymore.
3: Yeah, I, I, honest. Honest. yeah, I can't. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest with myself, I used to say that. Yeah, but now I can't stand to hear it because I mean, if anybody is going in with an already made up mind, that these people are judging me, they're not. I mean, that they're it's not going to do me any good. I mean, because that's what they're focusing on. They're focusing on them fitting in with these people more than hearing the Word of God.
2: Idol of comfort and culture.
3: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: What else can be idols in our modern world?
1: Uh, man, there is, I mean, every uh, well, everything. it just goes back to our identity can be an idol. You know, uh, so many kids now have... My daughter, you know, she puts a post on Facebook. She's, oh, gosh, 4,000 people viewed this. like, as bad as I hate to say it,
2: that is is a form of idolatry. I mean, it it can become, it definitely can become an idol. Yeah. I mean, our phones are idols. Our money is an idol. Our health can be an idol. Uh, Entertainment. Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you got some people that's,
1: they're going to go on vacation whether it's, you know, Oh, yeah. No. I mean, they, they, you will they, save they're going to be planning one while they're on one. Yeah, you, you, they will save up
3: money all year long to go oh. on two or three vacations but won't tithe to the church.
2: Why do you think people turn? I mean, we kind of already alluded to it, but why do you think people turn to idols? For just a moment, let's let's talk about, like, a born-again believer, somebody that we would consider... A born again believer, maybe slipping and turning back to something else in life that we would label as an idol. I mean, I would say it was a part of it would be
3: just trying to fit in with the people he's around. I mean, if you're not around the right people, you're gonna slip away. It's hard, I mean, to convert yourself from never having a conversation about God to trying to bring him up to people who need to hear him. I mean, you get comfortable with talking just the same just just same old talk every day, I mean, but in in all reality, they need to hear it more than anybody
2: you you will be attacked by Satan, you know, how dare you bring your church talk outside of the walls of the church yeah. how dare you bring God up how dare you bring God up Jesus' name up at the lunch table with a coworker, yeah, you know. Galatians 5 1 says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. As this instance, he is talking about the law and he goes on to talk more about um, circumcision. But I mean, this, you know, goes back to just anything can be a law. Don't bind you, don't walk back into that jail cell that you have been freed from. Don't bind yourself in the chains that you have been set free from.
1: Well, if you feel like, you know, what do you do if you feel like you have been putting something above God? What do we? What, how do you combat that?
2: Well, every instance that we see through the Word, it doesn't say anything about holding on to your idol until you're comfortable and then letting it go. It's always get rid of it, <clears throat> burn it to the ground. I mean, just separate yourself totally and completely from it. And we've said on here before that your that your heart is a factory of idols. I mean, you're always going to be something else popping up that you're going to have to separate yourself from. And, and and to somebody that's not a believer, I, I know that that sounds like exhausting and unattainable, but it is attainable. Yeah. Well, through prayer. Through prayer. Constant prayer. Through constantly being in the Word. Through, as we've already alluded to, surrounding yourself with those who love God and want to grow in God, and who want to pursue the things of God. I think idolatry. I don't think a lot of people in the church really don't want to talk about this.
1: I don't remember hearing a sermon on idolatry. Really? No, I don't think so. Not that I remember, anyway. It didn't stick out.
2: Uh, there's, there's. You, you know, think people kind of tread away from it a little from idolatry? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's so prevalent in our society, though. I mean, we've already talked. About, I mean, money, food, sex—all all of these things can be an idol in your life. Gluttony can be an idol in your life. You know, living for the weekend could be an idol in your life. Even health. Like I,
3: at one point in my life, I got real into working out, and I put way more focus on that than I ever did on trying to get closer to God. I mean, you got to put. You have to have. Spiritual
1: health to go along with your
3: physical health for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, I was so glad it was going to rain Sunday because I really didn't want to miss church for that uh, rodeo this weekend. Oh, that yeah. barrel race. I mean, I I was at least going to Sunday school, but I I did not when Casey said it was going to rain. I'm like, good, we are just going Saturday yeah. because I don't want. I just that's such a slippery slope, man. Like even with idols, you you know. You, you try stuff. You try for things not to be idols, but you you have to realize when you start putting those things in front of something like Wednesday night or something like on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. no matter if even if it is, oh, this is so fun. My whole family enjoys it. Well, your family needs to be at church more than they need to go have fun.
3: Philippians chapter three, starting at verse seventeen, brethren, join in following my example and note. That those who so walk as you have have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in the shame, who set their mind on earthly things, for our citizenship in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our low body that it may become conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself.
1: Like, idols are tough. Yeah. Like like I said, I, I, I feel like there's probably, not, I've never heard a sermon on idols just, I mean, because it's tough.
2: We see idols all the way through Scripture. We see idols all the way through, like, written history, mankind. All of these things, people constantly reaching out for something to grasp to fill that hole that existence, that Jesus shaped hole that exists of their heart. I mean, there's like I don't know of any culture that has ever existed that didn't have some kind of idol or human sacrifice through their that was in that was prominent in their culture, not knowing or not understanding or not grasping that that sacrifice has already been made that the one that was designed to fill that hole in your heart that you're trying to fill with this golden calf or your phone or your bank account. Sex. So all, all of these entertainment, friends, culture, the way that you look, the way that you were portrayed, that hole cannot be filled with anything other than Christ.
3: I mean, in today's in today's time, I think the main idol of everybody is going to be, is just social acceptance. I mean That's that a big one. drama. Yeah, I mean it. Man. It's it's how many? Just like I just talked about, how many people like your post on Facebook?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: People strive for that attention.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, and it's not good.
2: It's almost like a almost like a drug. You know, they they thirsting that acceptance, thirsting that that rush. You know. But right here it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and
3: his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you everything that everything that you want, everything that you think you need
1: which is which is God's love,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when he adds that to you, that will be what you need. We want to thank everybody for listening uh we're working out we've been we've been we've literally recorded one of these at three different places now, <clears throat> and we're trying to figure out where to do it, where it sounds the best. And we've got a room here, and we're going to start filming these here for long. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, please send us a comment. We would love to hear your comments. Uh, Jesus loves you. We love you. Uh, give us a give us an email at bcfaith2024 at gmail.com. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.